Hey, what's going on? This is Emil Wang with the E-Wang Bang Podcast, coming to you with a very, very special Game 7 preview of the Western Conference Finals between the Golden State Warriors and Houston Rockets. Winner goes, uh, winner goes on to meet the Cleveland, Cleveland Cavaliers in the NBA Finals. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have a heck of a lot of time today to, to do a recap of Game 6, so we're going to jump right into a... Uh, uh, a preview of Game Seven uh, on the phone. I have the Genio James Liao. How's it going, man? What's good? What's good? Well, I'll tell you what's good. The Warriors are coming off of an awesome uh, second half where we outscored the Houston Rockets uh, by something like fifty points, or not fifty points, but forty points. Something insane. So the question for you is, how are we going to carry that momentum over into Game Seven? Yeah, that's going to be the main thing is kind of uh, isolating what worked in Game 6 uh, offensively uh, and uh, carrying that over to, to Game Number 7 because we, I think just kind of looking at the numbers, we have the, the offense numbers-wise looked uh, better, uh, but, you know, a lot of like the more advanced stats, uh, so like number of passes and stuff like that is actually not that different. It was just guys making shots and guys getting open shots um, rather than just uh, kind of KD isolation. And we saw some of that early in game six and we, we have to be disciplined to not go to and KD ISO unless we are running low on the shot clock and there's really not much else left. Yeah. Like we have to run the system. And it's just we got baited into so many of them in games four and five that um, and in, even in the beginning part of game six that you just have to get away from doing that. Like, you know, we're doing a lot, you know, a lot of different off-ball actions, trying to get guys open. Clay got open. And then when you make a few, the defense is going to start making mistakes. That's what happened. Like, Clay just put so much pressure on them in game six, and they just kept making mistakes. He just kept getting open. And that's what you have to do. You have to wear down their defense. Yeah. and cause miscommunication and you have to time the actions right you know but it's just it can't be KD ISO uh, yeah. again because you're just getting, that's going to end up in a dog fight like in games four or five and that's I, that's not something you want to go down yeah and um, to, to kind of tag on to that um, we, we don't want to become predictable we don't want to always just feed KD in the post because even though, yeah, it might be physically draining, at least it, does, it doesn't really keep them on their toes as much as, you know, Warriors offense that's moving, passing the ball, finding the open shooter, and also pushing it. I, I felt like the Warriors did a lot better job pushing the, uh, the offense this time around uh, in Game 6 than they did in the previous ones. Yeah, just off misses and off makes, just go. Uh, don't let their defense get set. Uh, just kind of go as soon as you get the rebound. So that's critical in securing rebounds and, and Draymond and KDs specifically, yeah. you know, getting the rebound and pushing the ball. And then, you know, a lot of it is also when you have KD and Steph on the floor, uh, KD should be the last option for isolation. Like I kind of what I was saying before, mm -hmm. the offense should be run through Steph and good things happened in game six when we ran the offense through Steph, you know, him trying to make plays up top, you know, whether that could result in passing to somebody and then uh, somebody getting an off-ball screen for him and he gets it right back for like a corner of three. Like plays like that, you just like, that's the kind of stuff that like Katie wasn't really doing. 
yeah. in isolation. And Steph just, he makes the offense kind of move in a different way. And then you also have Clay kind of running on the weak side and keeping the defense occupied mm-hmm. so that, you know, you can run stuff on the strong side where the ball is. And it's just like, that's the kind of stuff that you need to be, that we need to be focused on. And that warp in game six that we got to carry over to game seven. Yeah, and I don't want to go too much into the specifics of the offense, but you pointed out a really interesting play where uh, Looney acted as a kind of a, a give-and-go guy, but also a screener. Why don't you talk about that play real quick? Yeah, I mean, the focus is, is really taking away, uh, making Moon uh, useful, because on defense, the Rockets defense is just ignoring him. So they have somebody, whoever's guarding him, like usually Harden or somebody, just kind of camped out in the lane waiting for uh, to collapse on people driving. So it's a good use of um, of Looney and Bell even uh, just to have them stay active in the offense. Is if they're going to cheat off of you, then you can go set screens for somebody to get open. Right. You know. So that is really so. That's what that the play in particular is just that kind of passing it to an open Looney. And they're not really guarding Looney, so they're just like, okay, whatever. You know, we're just going to guard the, the weak side action. And so basically, Looney then essentially sets the screen, like passes it back to Steph and then sets the screen. The screen off Steph's man. Yep. And that's an open open three for Steph. Like, these are the kind of plays that we have to be able to do because you can't just get into ISO because they're waiting for the ISO. They're waiting for somebody to drive into the lane and collapse on and that's what KD got stuffed into uh, for the last couple of games. So this is the kind of stuff that you have to do to like mix up the offense. Right, right. Okay, and, and on the topic of Looney and Bell, um, with Iguodala out for Game 7, we're going to have to kind of tap into our bench. Livingston and kind of that, that faux small ball lineup has been good, but we're definitely going to need minutes from Looney, Bell, and Nick Young. Uh, real quick, what do you think about how their minutes are going to play out and who would you like to see in crunch time? Yeah, I think crunch time, it still has to be um, modified Hampton's five with mm-hmm. Sean. Yep. Like, it just has to be. Um, and you can still get away with playing Lee and Bell. I mean, they haven't been huge negative, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I personally like Bell a little bit more. I think Jordan is more active um, offensively, uh, putbacks, you know, and... Uh, you know, he's really good at setting screens and stuff, too. So um, he's just a little bit more active. And even on defense, like weak side, he's much better than Moon is. Moon is fine on ball against, um, you know, Harden and, and, you know, those guys. But Bell gives you a lot more versatility. He's just a lot more mobile than Moon. So yeah. um, I personally prefer him. But, I mean, I would mind if they kind of split their time and then you finish with Sean. In the uh, in the modified Hampton's five lineup. So. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think Looney's kind of been worn down over the series. He's been playing some heavy minutes, especially when you're guarding uh, Harden and Chris Paul and Iso Ball. It, it takes a toll on big men. You know, yeah, I mean, Looney, sure, yeah. Looney's done great, but I think he's kind of reaching the end of his uh, near the end of his rope. Um, Nick Young, I want to touch on him real quick. Played some great disciplined defense last game. Don't know if we can expect that in Game Seven. Uh, maybe roll him out for a couple minutes, see see how he does. But um, more importantly, I think to wrap up this discussion, what are our uh, 
what's our plan defensively on Harden and uh, Eric Gordon? Because those are the only two guys that can really score. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing we did um, in basically the second half of game six. Like, you just got to keep that up. Like, we made mistakes in the first quarter. Like, there were so many times where, and you and I were kind of talking during the game, about I was so angry at people not closing out on Eric Gordon, after, especially after he made two threes already early. And you, I just was, like, absolutely, like, dumbfounded that KD would play five feet off Gordon. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it's like you have the length and foot speed to stay with them, body him up, make him put it on the floor. Like, you just have to run these guys off the three-point line because they have so much variance shooting the three. And with one less playmaker, Chris Paul, make Gordon a playmaker. Yeah. You know, and he can't, he's not a great finisher. You know, he just goes to the rim and tries to, like, flail about and get a foul. If he doesn't get the foul, he's just like, you know, but he just coughs the ball up. Mm-hmm. So he's not great at finishing. Um, he's not going to pull up for the mid-range. He doesn't shoot any of those. Yeah. Uh, and then he just, yeah, it's either just going, you make him into a driver and make him into, like, uh, somebody that's going to get into the lane and try to make a play. Because if that happens, then we're in good shape. Because we can rotate on defense. Uh, if we need to, but it's just like you can't give Eric Gordon wide open threes or let him just walk into a three. Yeah, you know, like those are the stuff that we need to be disciplined on. Yeah, and, but the rest of the stuff is just you know the same thing we've been doing. Like we our defense, I think I feel like has been okay mm-hmm. against them mm-hmm. all series. It's just like our offense got mucked up in games four and five. But in general, our defense has been fine. Like ISO, they're gonna keep isoing our guys, and that's. There's no other way to play that. You just switch and play defense. Yeah. Yeah. And holding, you know, a reminder to Warrior fans, holding this Rockets team to 95 points two games straight um, in games four and five is really good. It's just, like you said, our offense wasn't wasn't clicking, so we, we couldn't outscore them. Uh, yeah. What you said about Eric Gordon is right on the money. Um, we we gotta we gotta communicate on those switches because if we leave them wide open on a on a pick and roll that that um that we miscommunicated on, then that's where we have trouble. Or yeah, if we sag off them and give them the open three, that's definitely trouble. Um, I, I agree. We played some pretty good defense on Harden uh, across the series. And I think you had a really good stat uh, for how he plays in the fourth quarter. Yeah, basically it, it was, uh, forget specifically, I think he was like two of 15 or something like that, zero for nine on three in the last five minutes of uh, all the games. Yeah. So, I mean, he just has been completely gassed. Um, and that, a lot of that is just us making him work on offense yeah. and making him work on defense. Like, yep. that's another strategy. It's just go out hard and make yeah. him move his feet. Make him waste energy. Yeah. And D'Antoni's lineups are so slim right now. The rotations are so slim. It's just I don't, like, you know, it's hard to, not everyone's LeBron James and play 48 minutes. You know, Harden has shown so many times time and time again, that once he gets closer to 40, he starts basically losing the ability to score. Yeah. Like, he just all his shots are short, and he can, can't get by anybody. Yeah. I mean, in the third quarter, he can get by Nick Young. Like, yeah. He couldn't get by him. <laughs> like, I mean, Nick moves his feet, but still, like, you know, an explosive heart at two steps, and he packed him. Yeah. But he just didn't have the legs for it. Like, it's just, he, he just runs out of gas, and all the stats kind of back it up. And, you know, I think that's going to be our game plan again. Defensively, where is that? Yep. No legs for offense and also no legs for defense because the dude just 
has lazy reaches when it you know by the time it gets that to was late game six. Yeah. was reaching. There was like three or four plays where he just reached. Yeah. And then like the... KD or Steph just beat him off the dribble and did the layup. Yeah. And like, yeah. <laughs> just that lazy wraparound reach. Yeah. Right wrap around. Around. He wow. never even, and he, it's not even a, a, a good effort reach around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So many, and so we many know times. a thing or two about the old reach around. <laughs> hey, we're not talking about prison movies here. Hey. <laughs> Uh, so, so last question going to our, our game plan for game seven. Uh, do we have something to, to prep for ISO Joe though? Because I mean, he, he came in in uh, game six and I, I shook him my boots a little bit. So hey, we, we, we got to plan something for game seven. ISO Joe, he's, he's going to win it for him. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm, I'm actually a little worried about ISO Joe. Like, uh, you know, especially after, uh, you know, what Steph did to him. Elderly <laughs> abuse in the last uh, last game, dude. It's bad. Yeah. I, I feel, I'm, I'm a little worried, dude, because I don't want to freaking send him to the retirement home. <laughs> like, right away, I think Steph, you know, you, they play a little too much ISO jail, man. Dude, this, this might be a career for him, dude. Call it a day. Awesome. All right, well, final, final predictions. What do you got? Uh... The Vegas line is minus six. I actually think it'll be, um, you know, a little bit more than mm-hmm. that, probably around seven to eight. Mm-hmm. So I probably would have us covering if uh, if I had to uh, place a friendly wager on the game. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think it's going to be a blowout. I think it'll be similar to last game, close in the first oh, half. Oh, oh, oh my god, that's yeah, blowout. What double digits or what? Yeah, yeah, twenty point win. Calling Eight. it here. <laughs> yeah, ballsy, a ballsy prediction. A ballsy prediction, but we'll see. We'll see. All right, man. Good catching up. We'll chat later during the game. Go Dubs. All right. <laughs>